0: twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. So we're back from our trip from the Bahamas and we had a great time. It was awesome. It was just incredibly beautiful. It was wonderful,
1: and thank you very much for inviting me. I know that you had the choice of either taking me or the other whore, so I uh,
0: appreciate that. Yeah, the other whore had to cancel at the last minute, so it kind of worked out.
1: Our venereal disease came back, huh?
0: Yeah, she had to go get her prescription refilled. Well, you know, it's a chance you get. Mm -hmm. But what
1: was interesting is when we we went to take off, we tried to fly out through Burbank, and we weren't able to do that. There wasn't flights available or something like that, and we flew out through LAX. We were smart enough that we did take the uh, flyaway so you drive your car there, you pay $6 round trip for two people to be taken from the, from the flyaway to the airport. And it's probably about, I don't know,
0: $4 or $5 a day for parking. I think it's 4 Yeah, it was $4. And it's great because it's right in Van Nuys. So it's really not that far away from us. And then we don't have the hassle of having to drive all the way to LAX and drive back through the traffic. And yeah, you don't have to pay those ridiculous parking fees down at LAX. Yeah.
1: And, and even then, if we parked at LAX, I mean, if you park at the airport itself, it's like $20 plus a day. And if you park offsite, it's like $11. So I mean, I feel that we just made money.
0: Yeah. So we're cheap bastards. So it worked out for us.
1: Yeah. But uh, um, what was funny is that if we got there a little bit earlier they would have you know checked the bags for us so we wouldn't have to do it or at least i thought they would until we
0: found out we're flying international yeah, they, did. they did till seven o'clock but we were taking a red eye and i think we got there probably 10 after seven so we just missed it
1: yeah so it, so i bought the tickets and virginia comes up and we're ready to go and we're going towards the uh turnstile and i've got two tickets one for myself and one for virginia and it's just virginia and i I mean nobody's behind us it's not a lot of people are flying out at this point point. and uh the gentleman said you know well how many people and i said. Two. Handed him two tickets, so you physically see two people, and you get two tickets in your hand. And there's no one else around. So how many people do you think are going to be getting onto that bus? I would guess two. So he runs both tickets through which they clear because they've been paid for. He turns around, he looks at me again, he goes, how many people?
0: Maybe he was seeing double. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe he just was not seeing right and he thought maybe there was four and he just had to validate. Yeah, or maybe it's a
1: stuttering problem. I mean, I don't know what, but I was just thinking, you know, is this guy on drugs? Is he high? Yeah. Is this foreshadowing what's going to happen on our vacation?
0: But uh, it says to me that anybody can, there's a job for anybody and anybody can be employed. So there you go. I think that's a good thing. I think it says good things.
1: Yeah. When, when we um, got to the airport, which there was really no traffic on the four which was a blessing in itself. We get there and usually we check in with the skycaps, but because we're doing international, they couldn't do it. So we had to get into line and I was thinking, oh crap, this is going to be some freaking nightmare. Cause whenever you go to the airport, there's a million people in the checkout line and we already had our tickets printed out from the uh, internet.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't bad. We, we I think we kind of breezed right through. Yeah, there was absolutely nobody there.
1: Yeah. So what ended up happening is we, we checked in and walked up and it was good to go. We had our tickets. There was a thing with a uh, U.S. Air that you're able to upgrade for 50 bucks to first class. So I, waited in line to see if we can upgrade it I mean for $50 and if you're going to have a a flight from the west coast to the east coast for $50 and lots of leg space I thought it was a a steal of a deal
0: yeah besides it would have been nice to to go to sleep so that was the plan
1: yeah but uh they were already sold out you know at least we tried so if you ever want to fly from U.S. Air you can always do the upgrade for 50 if they have uh spots available but um we flew out and pretty much as soon as we got on the airline, or on the airplane, Virginia just knocked out. She was tired already, because it's past, you know, grandma's bedtime.
0: Oh, it was way past my bedtime, plus I had already played like an hour and a half of video games, so I was ready for some bed. And I, and I was all
1: totally prepared. I had, when I, when I went to New York, JetBlue gave us, because I did a red eye, this uh, mask that covers your face that black, blacks out everything.
0: Oh, she pulled out this cute little girly mask. I mean, all she needed was cucumbers underneath that, and she could have been at the sauna.
1: Yeah, and then I, and I had one of those blow-up cushions for your neck, so your neck doesn't get jacked up. I blew, up and I recline the chair back about what the two and a half inches that, that they allow you Right. and I'm ready to relax and I get all comfortable and the, I turn the light off and everything's dark and I'm starting to doze off and I'm right about to pass out and all of a sudden I hear someone go Dad! and I'm like holy fuck and I keep hearing this sh- screaming cackling sound of dad i'm thinking you know the guy's opened up the the door and he's jumping out right now except i don't feel the gush of air so now i have to remove my pretty little blue mask off on, onto the uh, top of my head and there's this freaking idiot lady in front of me that's screaming at his at her father as he's walking slowly towards the bathroom dad it's on the right side dad it's right away! it's like now it's i think the flight left at 10 30 so yeah, now it's, it's like 30. around 11 30 or so at night And she's screaming and it's like you know what? people are fucking sleeping and this mm-hmm. happens every time they're There's a red eye and I take it.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing none of this. I am, I'm uh, just sacked out. Yeah, Virginia's
1: this total bitch, and she's sleeping. She doesn't hear a goddamn thing. It's like when the dogs are barking, she doesn't hear it. It wakes me up. And this lady goes on screaming for half an hour. Now at this point, I'm so angry I can't even sleep. And then I'm like, God damn it! So finally, Dad comes back to the seat and sits down. Now I know what she looks like. So if I see her when we land in North Carolina, I'm gonna beat the shit out of her because you can't do it on an airplane. You'll get arrested. So she starts to settle down, and you know, I don't know what her deal was. But so I start to doze off again. Now people start walking back and forth like they've I don't know they have cramps in their legs and they keep brushing I'm on the outside and Virginia's on the uh, the middle so, so every everybody's that, hitting me yeah, every person that walks by has to knock into you so every time I start to go to sleep I get whacked and I'm like fuck me this is ridiculous and Virginia's sleeping and I look at her and she's sleeping and I'm like god damn it so I'm listening to the mp3 player and then we finally land and I'm exhausted I mean because now I haven't slept at all
0: yeah now the, the east coast time was about seven o'clock but there was we had gone from the west coast to the east coast so we <laughs> (laughs) lost three hours there and then it was daylight savings time so we pushed it forward another hour so it must have been like i don't know three in the morning for us
1: yeah and it was seven or something like that when we got there but we lost four hours which really jacked me up and no sleep so we get off the airline and we had a two-hour delay before we went to the bahamas so we're going through the terminal in north carolina now it was very clean very pretty but the strangest thing rocking chairs
0: Uh, well you know that's just a little bit of americana for north carolina you know sit back relax sit on your porch on your rocking chair I think they were just trying to give you the feel of North Carolina, even if you were just passing through in the airport. So
1: like what we should have for LAX then would be muggings, drive-by shootings, like someone's walking to their to their uh, airport and we start shooting guns at them to I give th- them the feel of LA. I think they should. Or should've. maybe we would graffiti their ass if yeah. they're standing too long. I think
0: they should have had graffiti on the walls for LA and they should probably have like an assortment of uh, weapons that you can buy to kill other gang members or something.
1: Well then, th- if we had that at LAX, then I totally get that. But it just tripped me out North Carolina and and people are sitting there, and they're just, you know, rocking back and forth. And these chairs are right next to the people mover and in between the stores. So it's like you're sitting outside of a, you're sitting by a store, and you're rocking back and forth on a chair. I, they need a straight jacket or something and start drooling. I don't
0: know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was nice. It was just strange. It was really strange. But and since it was breakfast time, we decided to go get ourselves a little something to eat. What was that Mexican restaurant's name? It was called Tequilaria.
1: Yeah, It what was what was interesting about that is that we're, we're used to Los Angeles where, you know, Spanish. Spanish is spoken a lot and you, you, there's like a rhythm and you understand the speech and, and this sort of thing. And we go into the Southern Mexican restaurant, which just
0: doesn't make sense. I don't really trust Mexican food outside of California, maybe Arizona. Arizona actually has pretty good Mexican food in a few other places, but... Texas? North, Yeah, Texas. North Carolina, not one of those places where I really want to eat Mexican food. Yeah, I
1: don't think i seen one Latino when I was there in no. the airport. So they, they, they asked the question of smoking or non-smoking. And in California, it's non-smoking Smoking everywhere. It's to the point where if you are a smoker and you want to smoke outside of a building of your work, pretty soon that's going to be banned. It's just it, a matter of time. You're going to have
0: to go into a little glass enclosure to
1: do your smoking. Yeah. So when she asked us that, I said, you know, well, non-smoking. And she takes us to the back of the restaurant. Now, if you are smoking, shouldn't that shouldn't you guys be at the back of the restaurant? And then the area where there's an open place that you can get some fresh air should be there, so it can keep circulating. But instead, it
0: allows the smoke to gather in the back. Right. So that that's a beautiful thing. So we're walking back there, and there's this gaggle of people in front of us. You can see they're all together. And we're almost at the back of the restaurant. I mean, we're like two tables away and it's it's very well lit. So it's not like you can't see that that's the back of the restaurant or anything like that. And it's only about three tables wide. So it's not m- that much space. And I, I hear this woman coming up behind me and she's, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And she's just about to have a coronary and she's, she's I have to catch up with my group. And <laughs> the people are right in front of us. There's nowhere for them to go. She has to push me aside so she can rush up and catch up with her group. Like she's not gonna be able to find the table that's three feet away that they're all sitting at. But
1: I figured out what the whole thing was. If you remember you know one of those Harry Potter movies when he had to catch the, the train and they had to run into a wall and they boom disappear and then they're on that nine and a half platform she must have thought or she must have watched that Harry Potter because there was no place for her to go except oh. into a freaking wall.
0: Okay well that explains it. Okay so now I feel a little bit better about that experience.
1: I think the other funny thing was is that um, because it's a Mexican restaurant that the uh, waitress I, I believe it was a company policy that you need to greet the person in Spanish. So Um, she was like, hola, you know, and (laughs) trying to say, trying to say hola. And it was everything I can do not to just reply back in in Spanish and sound like I'm fluent, because she sure as hell didn't know what she was saying. And she wouldn't know what I was saying, you know, and respond back to her just to freak her out.
0: Well, they wanted to give you that authentic... Mexican feeling in North Carolina.
1: The authentic Mexican feeling is if they actually made Mexican food. I, I ordered chorizo and eggs and it was like scrambled eggs probably out of powder. And then they put the chorizo sausage on top instead of mixing it together. It was, I tried to mix it. By then it was too late. It, it it was pretty nasty for Mexican food. God bless them for trying. Yeah, I guess. So we were able to hop onto the plane and we hopped on the plane. My gaydar went off. I'm good with, you know, noticing gay guys. And I saw two gay guys. I'm like Virginia, I think they're gay. She's like, yeah, whatever. Let's go sit down. And so we sat, we sat on the flight it's really beautiful because we're finally when we got closer to the Bahamas it was about an hour and 45 minutes um I could see some of the ocean and it was just crystal blue I, I haven't seen anything that blue or beautiful and I don't know forever yeah it was pretty amazing when we um when we landed in the Bahamas and we you know we, we exited off the airplane you could feel the heat and the warmth and everything so it was you know you know you're in a tropical climate and we've got our pants on because we're in the cold temperature to the tropical we're going to go to the hotel and we'll change once we get our our, our clothing so we follow the uh, group of people that were leaving from our airplane to the baggage terminal
0: and the luggage is just a free-for-all. First of all, we get in there, and none of the baggage claim conveyor belts are marked at all, so it's kind of a crapshoot where your luggage is going to be. You see all these people crowding around and milling about looking for luggage, and there's way more people than were just on our planes. You know, those people had been standing there a while. And then the scary thing was that there was tons of luggage all piled up the whole length of this wall. Luggage, that looks like it had been left. It was two feet deep. (laughs) It looks like it had been left from previous flights, so you know this wasn't a good sign.
1: When I... I was trying to figure out which terminal or which what is it not a baggage baggage claim the baggage claim uh carousel that's it the carousel that was working we had one that wasn't working at all then there was the middle one that started up and I thought oh that must be our flight so I start to look over there as Virginia's looking to the one on the right nothing nothing came out it just sat there and spun around doing nothing and I'm <laughs> like you've got to fucking be kidding me and there's no number so then I thought I'll ask an employee excuse me but where would be the flight she's like well you just keep looking until you see your bag three fucking you know carousels and you're supposed to guess which one it is i was like this is insane and then um i saw one of the guys that was on the flight that was with us and and i asked him i said you know have you seen anything and he's like because i think this is it which then that was my first sighting of some gay friends that we'd be making that was robert and steve
0: yeah they were great and this is this is the point where roxanne started to make this trip into the gay trip to the bahamas it was the gay bahamas that that was my thing we ended up being in a in a gay group we found four gay
1: men that we hung out with and then we were the two lesbians and right two guys that i thought were gay that other people didn't know and so- i think there might have been another set of gay boys, too.
0: Yeah, so we formed the Gay Mafia on the Bahamas
1: trip. Yes. So the Gay Mafia is, you know, now Robert's sending Steve to look for the luggage, and I'm looking at the same time at different areas. We start checking the wall to see if it came in, because what happened is, is half the, the, the luggage came off, and then it stopped. And the Gay Mafia didn't have our luggage yet at this point. And I'm like, holy shit. So you could see an opening, and I'm looking through the opening, and I see someone manually pulling up the, the baggage cart as they then start to put it on instead of using a truck like they do in the States. It was really strange, and then sure enough, our luggage came out.
0: Yeah, so we finally got there. So we get we see some people with a sign for the company out there, so we get on there, we hand some other people our luggage. I'm not really worried about it, because I figure I'm on this beautiful island, I'm having a great time, I'm about to start a vacation, Roxanne's all stressed out, because the luggage is separated from us now. Well,
1: you have to take on consideration. You know, I may have not been raised in New York, but I've had some New York in me if you guys get my point on that. So I'm like distrusting this person. Someone has just a company name. They could say anything and then take our shit and then sell it. And the next thing you know, we're at some freaking bazaar, and they're like, Hey, would you like this shirt? So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. And besides that, I've got jeans on my swimsuits in there. My sunscreen's in there. It, I, it wasn't a pretty sight.
0: I look at it this way. I had my wallet. I had my passport and I had traveler's checks in my pocket. What else did I need? I was in the Bahamas.
1: Yeah. And you also had sleep, which I didn't have at that time because oh, that- I haven't
0: slept. Oh, there's the key.
1: And uh, so we ended up on the, the bus back to our hotel, which then that blew me away. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was beautiful. I, I've never been at a resort because we're too cheap. Once again, I don't mind spending money on some things, but I mean, a hotel just doesn't make sense. And the company was absolutely incredible. I mean, this was a resort. It wasn't even a hotel. Yeah, it was, it was way over the top. They, they also had, you know, they gave us a tour around it and it was, uh, they have different aquariums throughout this resort and it was 20,000 fish. But the best thing about the fish is there was shark and I love sharks
0: and the funny thing about these sharks is they they had them in little pools they call the predator lagoon and there was no ropes or anything around these you could walk right up to the edge of this you know some trashed people in the middle of the night are walking in there and falling right into the predator lagoon with all the sharks and everything else but you know what if they get eaten up there's no evidence that's right at least yeah nothing's left over
1: you can't have that in the states and that's something that I thought was totally cool I, I enjoyed that so much yeah we also had the opportunity where they allowed us to have two different excursions. So We chose a helicopter, helicopter, and then we also chose to do snorkeling. The first one we did was a helicopter, which was about a 45-minute flight in the air, and I think they could have done it in 20 minutes because the Bahamas was so small.
0: Yeah, there's really not a whole lot to see because there's no volcanoes to go into. There's no canyons. There's no, like, special tropical forests you can kind of glide over. You just go from one end of the island to the other, and it's all pretty flat and looks pretty much the same. All beautiful, but all the same.
1: But one thing that, I mean, we did see, like, there's two things that stood out to me. One of them is that Eddie Murphy has an island on the Bahamas, and they call it Eddie's Island. He's been, he's he's owned it for like five years and he's been there
0: once. Nice. Yeah, he likes to stay at the resort on the mainland. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what a waste of money. Right. And then the other was that we passed a little sliver of an island where they filmed the opening of Gilligan's Island. So they called that Gilligan's Island. But it's only the part where the, the minnow is up on the beach.
1: Yeah. So it's all of like two seconds of the right. entire opening. Right. But there was also another one where they're, they're opening up a new dolphin, shark, whatever the heck it is out there where they're, they're building it. It's an aquarium out, out on some island but it's not open yet but it was i mean it was it was beautiful lots of water but i think
0: they could have done it in 20 minutes right so the next day we do an island excursion they take us out in these speed boats it was so kick-ass they there's 88 people
1: that were from the company or from virginia's company that that went on this event and you know that's a lot of people. So we needed three boats. One was a gigantic boat, which they were putting, you know, like if there's any, if anybody brought kids or if there's an elderly person, they put them on that boat. And then, you know, a couple other people were able to squeeze onto that. And then they had the two smaller boats that were faster. And um, we had Ricky Racer as the captain. I mean, he just
0: hauled ass. Right, and it was a pretty windy day, so the ocean was a little bit choppy, and the clouds were kind of in and out. It was a beautiful day. So we're sitting in the back of the boat, and I'm right over on the side, and there's a row of guys behind us. Yeah,
1: that's part of the gay mafia. So the gay mafia took the back half of the boat, and the straight people took the front half of the boat. And we, I mean, we were laughing, and we're, you know, we've got sunscreen, we've got zippers, you know, they gave us a little jacket, little jacket, so we had that on uh, windbreakers.
0: Yeah, so we're having a good time. We're flying across the the ocean, just top speed, the wind is blowing at us, you're getting a little sea mist on you, and yeah, the, it's all good. The
1: water splashing, and, and one of the guys from the gay mafia was like, yeah,
0: this rocks!
1: And he's just really enjoying it.
0: And this is fun to get, you know, sprinkled on and get the water splashing on you for about 10 minutes, until but, it until there were buckets of water being poured over us.
1: But see, the thing is, is, over us, I wasn't getting any water on me. I was on the inside of the boat talking to the lady who's, who's kind of like the, the tour guide sort of thing, who organized the entire trip. And so she and I are talking, and we're not getting sprayed. Meanwhile, the rest of the gay mafia, it's like they're and underneath ma- a... Well, you're part of the gay mafia, oh, okay. sweetheart. You are gay. <laughs> so so the gay mafia is like they're underneath a waterfall. I mean, it's just drenched. I mean, it's like they're like like a waterfall just pouring on them and Virginia's getting really wet and I'm seeing that she's getting wet and I'm thinking you know I'm not going to trade my seat with her because I don't want to get that wet so I scooted over to the right because I'm a good girlfriend I said honey why don't you scoot near me and she's like why bother I'm drenched already there's nothing you can do. That oh, was
0: terrible it was by this time now it was it was chilly and you couldn't open your eyes because they were just filled with with salt water. My and eyes burning. were open. <laughs> it was horrible.
1: I saw everybody getting wet and somehow I got the best seat between myself and Jane we had the best seat.
0: Yeah but it was cool once we got to the the first island we got to feed iguanas this was it, there was 500
1: like they, they guessed about 500 iguanas on this one island so they had a whole bunch of grapes and you give the grapes to the iguanas but the good thing is you can put it on a stick so you don't have to touch them just in case something funky happens so we we're giving them grapes and stuff and i mean some of them were aggressive one of them came running towards me and it startled me because it was just hungry because they're trained that people will come here and give you food and that scared me and i screamed like a girl and fell back and the boys laughed at me from the gay mafia
0: right but it occurred to me Later, that these things are probably like the pigeons of that island. Oh yeah, just flying trash.
1: I mean it's great if you're (laughs) so um the only other thing that I can think of is is that with with these iguanas you know imagine if you had your house on that island they'd be like a bunch of rats that you'd have to have rat traps
0: yeah they'd be nasty but it was pretty cool because I had never really been up close and seen an iguana like that before and
1: some of them were freaking huge yeah they were you know if you're a size queen so we were on the island for about 20 minutes and then they're they're taking us to a treat and all we knew was it was a private island that we're going to go to
0: and it it was gorgeous when we got there it was so cool so the first thing we do when we get to the island is they have us feed these manta rays that come flying up to the shore and roxanne goes into the water and does that so they have no, i didn't
1: do the manta ray part i i didn't i didn't want them to touch me because oh, they feel did. like snot okay we were watching everybody else where they put the fish on their hands and the manta rays would come by and eat it off their hands
0: yeah, and they just glide by like big rubber vacuums
1: yeah and then after that and i wanted nothing to do with that but once they said that they're going to be bringing the sharks in closer i you know because they, they put these big fish heads you know i don't know probably about what 16 inches and a couple of them on a rope, and they'd start chumming and, and fishing for the sharks.
0: Now, the sharks were already there while the manta rays were there, which was a little unsettling to, for me to begin with. But I was
1: stupid enough. I put. The, they said, if you guys want to see the sharks eat, come on in, you know, grab a, a mask and a snorkel. So I ran and got the mask and snorkel, and, and you just have your your head in, uh, so you're kind of like right where the, the shore is hitting, but you're a little bit farther in, so you can see the sharks come up and be fed, and then they grab once the shark gets a hold of the fish head, they pull it by so everybody can see the shark eat.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. They had about half a dozen sharks that had come up and they were just going nuts. It was cool. Yeah. So right after the sharks, then they say, all right, well, everybody, we're going to go snorkeling now out into the water. And I'm thinking, I don't think that's a good idea. We just had at least half a dozen sharks here. (laughs) There's probably more of them out in the water because they all came up pretty quickly. Uh, So I decided to opt out of that activity.
1: And I mean, I would have done the snorkeling, but I have to agree. I mean, I like sharks, but I mean, they're hunters, they're predators. I mean, they're submarines or something, missiles in the water. I'm not going to go in there because only some of them got some fish heads and that's not enough to fill you, I don't think.
0: Yeah, there were way too many sharks in that water for me to be comfortable snorkeling. Besides, I felt like I had snorkeled on the speedboat on the way over there as wet as I had gotten.
1: Yeah so we had uh, I, you know out of 88 people I think like 14 people decided to go snorkeling which was just absolutely insane because there's no way you would have got me in that water. Yeah
0: but they seemed to have enjoyed it.
1: Yeah and then they had uh, lunch and then they had two bars going and some people got really drunk and I wouldn't suggest getting drunk at a at a work function because you don't know you can make an ass out of yourself. Right. You could hurt yourself. Right and
0: then you always have the possibility of clothes coming off so none of that happened but it could have.
1: Yeah so uh uh, we ended up he- heading back later on, but we were smart enough. The uh, gay mafia decided that we will take the front of the boat.
0: So we lined up. As soon as there was any inkling that they might be starting to get the boats ready to load up, we all got to the boat and we stood there so that we could get exactly where we wanted to sit right in the front of the yeah. boat.
1: Screaming, pink triangle power. You right. Know? <laughs> so we took, you know, and, and the front of the boat is a triangle, so it made sense that we took it over. So we took it over, and, um, you know, the, the gay mafia, you know, some people thought that they were having fun in the back. I saw it. It wasn't fun. Those people were miserable. And uh, we forced the other people in the back.
0: Yeah, they weren't too unhappy about it, though. They thought it would be fun to, to switch it up and go to the back. Of course, we didn't give them much choice, but they they right. did think it would be fun. And we were like, yeah, you know what? It's a blast. You get water sprayed on you. <laughs> You'll love it.
1: So when we ended up back in the shores, I mean, you know, you could see everybody look like, you know, they too were underneath a waterfall. And it was a lot cooler, you know, <laughs> so I'm sure they're freezing. Yeah. But uh, we had we had fun with that. And we also... It's beautiful. Um, Virginia did a little gambling. Yep. She, she uh, I think, put in a dollar and got 50 bucks back. Yep, I actually put in a quarter in the quarter slot machine and got 50 bucks back yeah so not so bad uh, it was it was really neat i strongly suggest going to the bahamas i, I had a great time I, I think the biggest challenge really was the traveling because when we had to leave the bahamas they told us to be three hours ahead of before our flight was due and you know we thought it was a large time period that we really didn't need to be there but they were correct but here's the neat thing for everybody that wanted us to check out Anna nicole's we did not go to her gravesite but as we were driving through the town the lady did point out if you look to the left there's the The uh, cemetery where she, where Anna, Anna, Anna Nicole, thank you, Anna Nicole Smith, is is resting. So we did kind of see that. We kind of like tipped our baseball
0: caps and moved on. Right. Everybody took pictures. I know that was so morbid. Yeah. You think? So we get to the airport and the line to check in at the airport was unbelievable. It was all the way out the door and down the end of the terminal. It took us over an hour in that line alone just to get up to the airport. They were definitely working on island time. There, w- there was no moving fast. I
1: think that they had a rock and a chisel as they're making things and writing things down. It was just insane.
0: So we finally make it through there and then we start heading through security. And the funniest thing was there was two security, there were two x-rays and two full complete security checks. There was one for the, for the Bahamas side and then you walk a few feet and then the Office of Homeland Security thought that maybe the Bahamian people were not doing enough for security and so they had their own x-ray machines and everything set up. He had to take off everything again, load it up into the bins, and put it through a second time.
1: Well, I think that that our security was, you know, had a, had a valid point because the Bahamian one was not even. I mean, the only thing that she wanted to check us with was to make sure that you had your passport number on some piece of paper that they shred later on because we saw those bags that were shredded with all the information that we filled out, so it was worth our time. But the creepy thing was, is at the Bahamian one, you know, I started to walk through and it beeped. Now I had no change on me, no coins, nothing. I don't know if I look like a mark because what ended up happening is I said, Well all I have is my wallet. She's like, Well go put that in there and and she goes, and put your passport in there and put your tickets for your airplane. Because you know, you rub a wallet, tickets and a passport and you've got a bomb. Right. So I'm I'm nervous going, but you know, that's my money and that's more important, that's my passport. And if I don't have my passport I can't come back home. So it starts to go through the machine, and I could have swore to goodness sakes, because you're walking through, you don't get to see it. It's not like the car wash. that They must have stopped it, and then there's some little thing that they can put their hand in and start taking the cash out. Right, they just vacuum up all the passports, money. Start and scanning the Visa cards. Wallets, right. <laughs> but I was like, holy fuck. And then you go to the, the, the American one, and then, you know, they do the, you know, you better take your shoes off because that one asshole, Richard, you know, had something that he's trying to blow up his shoe. So now you're taking your shoes off in this nasty carpet where it looks like vomit and gum and gum and coffee stains and urine stains all over it. And they're having us walk through this barefoot because we might have the bomb in there. Whatever toxins we got, I'm sure we could have blown the plane up just off that carpeting. It was so disgusting. Just scrape it off the bottom of our feet. Oh, fuck. That was nasty.
0: So then we finally, uh, now, we just about made it on time for the flight to start boarding. We didn't really spend much time in the terminal.
1: I think it was maybe a half an hour to get to
0: the entrance to the the airplane. Yeah. So we're heading down there and they tell us what gate it is and we start to walk through the gates. C1, C1 is supposed to be the gate. And we're walking up there and we're trying to find the plane and there's absolutely no C1. So I asked someone who looks like they work for the airline. I'm like, hey, you know, we're looking for this flight. that's so supposed to go to Charlotte. Because and, they should know. Right. And they said, oh, just keep walking down the hallway and look for a U.S. Airways plane outside the window. Okay. So they tell you C1, it's
1: not there. And now it's a long terminal that you need to find out where this airplane is. There could be other U.S. Airs that are taking off. We don't know. So we're walking with a sense of urgency. And luckily the gay mafia is on the same plane as us. So... So if we do get stuck there at least we're going to have fun with the boys but um we ended up
0: it was at the end of the terminal is where our plane was right so but other than that the flight back was pretty uneventful we got back our dogs were happy to see us and neurotic of and course. it's it's good
1: to be home even though it's not as pretty as uh, or it's not as pretty as the bahamas as it is in la yeah
0: but outstanding trip we had a great time so we're back bye bye